and welcome to the Dream Team Basketball Podcast. My name is Johnson Gordon, and this week I'm joined, as always, by Raf and Emmanuel. Uh, won't bore you too much at the beginning, just to let you know that right behind this in the feed, you may have seen a short 15-minute episode with some of our outtakes and hilarity that uh, has taken place on and off the podcast. Uh, if you enjoy that or if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a subscribe or leave us a review. We would really enjoy that, and it would help us uh, grow the podcast and find new listeners. If you've been listening, you've been enjoying the show, but you haven't decided to yet, maybe go check out the Facebook group. You go to Facebook groups and search The Dream Team. And uh, right now, I think it just says playoffs at the top. It has the nice NBA basketball playoffs logo. And Join the group and conversate with us a little bit more. We would love to hear you, especially if uh, your views on basketball, especially if you've been listening to the podcast. Uh, we always appreciate that. So without any further delay, enjoy the podcast. Did you guys see that uh, Westbrook's not going to be playing in the first round? I think it's yeah. the first two games. They didn't say the whole first round. Well, they said they said it was gonna be uh, at least the two games, and then kind of see Could be from longer. there. Yeah. yeah. So oh, he might. Man, it might be the first round. The whole first round. They might not get out of the first round. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Revenge. But but the thing is, I like is everything set in stone? Because like they were saying, everything like, is set in stone except for who's number eight that's gonna play the Lakers. Well, because like Utah is like should be the seven seed, especially if like if the Spurs beat them. No, uh, they said the Clippers and uh, Ma- Mavericks is set. So that's why I was like, huh? yeah. So guess- they everything is set now except for uh, the eighth seed. So it's surprising that Utah kept the <laughs> seeding. They kept losing. Now, why'd you say you were going to root for the Spurs, Raph? I, I got it wrong because I thought the Spurs were playing Portland, but the Spurs are playing Utah and Portland's playing Brooklyn. Because I want the Suns in, but like. I want the Suns in too, man. That'd be fun. But the Grizzlies, aren't the Grizzlies blowing out? Uh, yeah, the Grizzlies are blowing yeah. out Milwaukee. Yeah, it's about eight minutes left in the fourth. Yeah, the Suns are blowing out uh, Dallas, and the Grizzlies are blowing out. Yeah. Brooklyn. So now so, I got to so, root for Brooklyn, but Brooklyn ain't going to beat no Portland the way Dayton was playing. Uh, is it Brooklyn well, like so, two, three and two? Does it, wait, doesn't even does it even matter if Brooklyn wins though? No, it doesn't. If if I think uh, it's just Portland and grit in in Memphis. Yeah, if the Grizzlies win, it's over for Phoenix no matter what. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, so I thought I, th- uh, I must have misread it then. Because yeah, Portland right now is the AC right now. Oh, yeah. That's so, right. That's so right. it doesn't even matter for them. Yeah. So the minute that the Gri- if the the minute the Grizzlies win, it's going to be Portland versus the Grizzlies, and yeah. the rest did, did everything in the bubble for like nothing really. Pretty well, much. no. I mean, it sets them up for next year on a positive note. Yeah, especially if they do play in the bubble, started at least starting next year. Yeah, and the good thing is, is starting when we talk about like next year, it's not like six months away. Like 
Yeah, it's not like, oh, we got to wait so long for basketball. It's like uh, maybe a month or two <laughs> from when it ends. Exactly. So, so yeah. and then and then we'll have free agency too a little bit and the draft. Well, don't you think most people are just gonna opt in? What well yeah, I mean you they have until like uh I think October thirtieth or thirty first is usually the cutoff date. So I don't think they've moved that date. So pretty I think for the most part everybody for the most part who has an opt in has already opted in even before the bubble happened. So I think Gordon Hayward is probably like the last person. Well, see, I the think. thing is, is, is the people who have extensions are going to opt in, but there are people, there are yeah. still people who are true free agents, and they're going to have to yeah. uh, go through. Well, I mean, you, yeah, you still have to have a free agency period. I mean, just period, because that you just have to. That's that's the rule. <laughs> Even if no one was a free agent, you still have to have a free agency period. So, yeah, so, I mean, because um, Anthony Davis technically is a free agent. Yeah, Anthony Davis is a full-on free agent. He doesn't have any option to take or to pick up or anything. So, so so yeah, that's one of them. I mean, it's not a lot this summer anyway, so. I mean, he's going to meet with the Knicks. So. Oh, yeah, he's going to probably meet with a couple teams, I imagine. Well, is he going to meet in person or are they going to be doing Zoom meetings? Because everything's pretty much probably both, right? Yeah, probably a combination of both. Uh, you'll probably what you'll probably end up doing is either going to coming here to Chicago or going back to LA. Because start. New York is pretty safe as yeah. far as other cities go. Like we've had the lowest COVID rate for like the last three weeks. This has just been going down and down. So depending and to be on, fair, and to be fair, they're probably having conversations in the bubble. Yeah. So, so like, so yeah, like depending on who the team that teams actually are, like let's say it's the Knicks, the Bulls, and like someone else, he'll probably end up going to New New York and then coming back here and like meeting with the other teams, for example, and then probably make a decision a couple of days later. But that was apparently one of the big reasons for them to bring in uh, Worldwide West is that he'd get them meetings with. The Those guys, the yeah. The Devin Booker's, the Anthony Davis's. Is, am I missing the LeBron's? Else? The, Le, the LeBron's of the world, essentially. The, the well, LeBron's going to be eighty years old by the time he's a free agent. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but it was it was like he was he's connected. He was connected to like LeBron. And no, Kim Carl Towns is the other one, right? I'm talking about just yeah. Kentucky dude. Well, yeah, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kentucky's, but he was, but he was the Worldwide West was associated with like all the top guys. Like from LeBron to Kevin Durant, so it's just to get, like I said before, when you're talking about the Knicks, it was to get in their foot in the door necessarily with the top guys, whether they are from like Kentucky or whether it is like a LeBron or a Kevin Durant. Who you know, it's going to be lit when in. they saw. It's going to be lit when they signed Demar Derozan. <laughs> well, look, without without him, they were, they're not getting a meeting probably with Anthony Davis this all season, and now they probably will. Yeah. Well, uh, the jury's probably still out, but yeah. <laughs> Cause, I'm, you not, know, I'm we, not saying he's going to sign there, but I'm saying they probably get like a, a meeting just based on the friendship. Like, it may not even be I, a real meeting of like. I mean, they were supposed to get a meeting with, with Kevin Durant, and that didn't happen. So, well, that's because they leaked to him that they were going to lowball him. 
So they leaked to his agent that they were gonna like lowball him based on his injury. Yeah. And then they turned so, down I mean, the meeting. Uh, they turned down a meeting with uh, Kawhi, who then later said, "I was thinking about going there, actually." Yeah. And that didn't look good for them, especially when you're talking about getting Kevin Durant. Even if they didn't want, like, Kyrie Irving, then just get Kevin Durant. Like, you probably need another guy to come with Kevin Durant just because that's the way it went. Now, the cool thing for Phoenix, though, is not just that they're going to be able to probably start again in the bubble and have a little bit of confidence with that. But with free agency, I mean – a free agent looking at that situation might say, hey, that might be a fun place to play. Well, what free agent are you talking about? Because what do you think they need? They've got a shooting guard. They've got a center. They could upgrade at what? Point guard, maybe? Do they have a power forward? Do they have a... They need so you probably upgrade at power forward or wing. The funny I was listening thing. to... Go ahead. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I was listening to a podcast where... I think it was Zach Lowe, as a matter of fact. He was saying they're not sold on Ubre. And, like, maybe that's a spot where they could upgrade at. Well, I was just going to say that the irony to this is they need T.J. Wolver. (laughs) That is so funny. They need a a guy like T.J. Wolver who who could be, like, a secondary kind of guy. But you see where, like, he obviously can score, like, 50 or 30. And and still, like, and T.J. Warren was a guy who can hit when he got drafted. The, the knock on him was he just couldn't shoot threes consistently. Like, he could do everything else but shoot threes consistently. That was it. Like, he was what you wanted at the at what they drafted, and they just got rid of him for nothing. And now you see him in a bubble. He's performing with Indiana, and it's like if they were to go forward, that would have been a player you wanted. I mean, look, uh, if they wanted to – Bring in like a Danilo Gallinari, like he's a free agent. Montrez Harrell, yeah. a free agent, could sl- slide into the four. Yeah, yeah, but he's not a he's team. not a stretch four though. Montrez Harrell, no. he's not a stretch. He's a center. Four. No, he's he's a center. He's a center. They need a stretch four. Yeah, they have a they have a, a Sarich, which is a, essentially a he's also four. a free agent. And then you, you do you think they're gonna resign him or let him go? They probably might have to resign him. So TJ Warren, I'd let him go though, and probably try to move in like Davis, like Bertans, off the Wizards as a free agent. TJ Warren had three. TJ Warren had three seasons of nineteen points. I'm shocked looking at that. Why? They were were hollow points though. I mean, they were like good player, bad team. Yeah, I don't know why you're shocked by that. Because like I said, yeah, like I said, the only knock on him was that he couldn't shoot threes. But like he was, he was a consistent guy even when he got drafted. That was like his strength was he could do everything: score, defend, rebound. He just couldn't shoot threes. Like that was it. But I mean, you got to remember, like all those years of having those nineteen point averages, they were winning like fourteen. 16, 20 games. Like, it wasn't done in a winning effort. Well, yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, you you got to be able to replicate those points if you trade in, you're trading away a 20 point score. You got to replicate. 
I know Raph all, all the time. Raph all the time acts like Collins doesn't it doesn't count for anything in Atlanta. Uh, the Atlanta oh, John, Collins. John Collins. Yeah. Yeah. What about him? You act like he, like his stats don't count at all. Because well, he's bad, hurt though too. He gets because they're in a bad team. I don't say they don't count. I, I don't say they don't count. I just well, I don't think he'll ever be as good as Carlos Boozer is what I told you. I didn't say they don't count. Carlos Boozer's never, stats. No, Carlos Boozer will be. Carlos Boozer's stats took you to the Western Conference. I think he will be. Well, maybe I, I could be, be wrong. I think his at least his stats similarly would surprise you, and similarly are yeah. on a bad. No, team we we no... we looked we looked up Carlos Boozer's stats. No, no, no. I'm not well, saying Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer. Boozer. Like, I'm saying like compared to TJ Warren. No, we did that. Remember one time you put it in a thread? I was like, yeah, but I just don't think he's gonna account for winning. Um, speak. Um, Kelly Oubre was supposed to be the TJ Warren replacement. He averaged eighteen point seven points this year. He's having a hard time yeah, staying healthy, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, no, no offense to to Kelly Oubre, but between the two, I would have rather had TJ Warren. Well, isn't Kelly Oubre supposed to be a defensive player as well? He's he's Not a better really. defensive player, and he's a cheaper salary. That was part of it. Was that if you keep yeah. TJ Warren, you can't then sign Rubio. Ricky Rubio, who they needed more than TJ Warren. If you have Oubre, you can keep Rubio like that. You can get Rubio in. That's how they weighed it out. Mm, yeah, but. They weren't weighing it TJ yeah. Warren versus Ricky, like like Kelly Oubre. They were weighing it TJ Warren versus Kelly Oubre and Ricky Rubio. Yeah, but they could have drafted a better point guard. Well, that's what they were saying on Zach Lowe's. Like, well, we've got Rubio, <laughs> but maybe the – like they were saying, like, let's say they missed the playoffs, which is looking like they're going to miss the playoffs, right? They could draft a mm-hmm. point guard maybe and use Rubio as a bridge. Well, I mean, they could have they not even – did the Rubio thing and just drafted a point guard. Like Phoenix has since they had since Phoenix has had point the three point guards that year and they got rid of them, they haven't been great at drafting point guards or they've been doing these projects for point guards. They haven't been going for the guys we know at the top that can been point guards. All the point guards for the most part, they could have had that are young, like the Shea Gills Alexanders of the world. They could have had those point guards. Well, yeah, they could have had Devin have, Booker. They could have had Luca. They could have had Luca. I mean, well, no, Phoenix. I'm talking about Phoenix. No, I'm talking about Phoenix. They could have drafted Luca instead of Aiden. Oh, yeah, but I'm talking about, like, just point guard-wise. Like, they they should have drafted chances. Devin Booker instead of – I mean, sorry. Uh, what's the guy that you yeah. like that's on Sacramento? Uh, oh, Darren Fox. They could have drafted De'Aaron Fox instead of Josh Jackson. Yeah, yeah they that could was have. another one. They had time. They had chances where they could have drafted guys that would have performed at the point guard level, and they chose not to. In in both the previous uh, administration front office and the current one. Well, do you remember why? I mean, they were trying to make, they were trying to get Booker to play point guard. Yeah, which was again. <laughs> it was a failed experiment, but they, but it was that was what they were. That's why they weren't focused on point guard was because they were trying to get him to be Steph Curry. They were trying to get him to play yeah. the point, and 
shoot, and he can't do it. He's not a point guard. He's That's not. not yeah, and, yeah, he's not Harden. Yeah, and and you know what would have probably helped that situation would have been if he went to Team USA because he would have been around all those coaches and you would have saw what he he was capable of in a better environment and they would have realized or at least the world would have realized what he can and can't do. Yeah, but the Team USA thing was this year. It wasn't like years prior. The Team USA thing was this year. No, he's had multiple chances at Team USA. Are you sure? Because they made it sound like it was only this mm-hmm. year he turned it down. No, no, he turned it down this year, but he's had multiple chances. Now, now, guys, this is a great free agent year for stretch fours. Not only do you have Davis Bertans, you have Serge Ibaka, you have both Morris brothers who have played in Phoenix. Uh, you have Jeremy Grant. It's it, it's a pretty good stretch four, and that's not even counting like Anthony Davis, obviously. Well, the Morris brothers ain't going back to Phoenix. I'd be yeah, shocked. If they're not going back to Phoenix. Back to no. no, they had it. Remember, they, they, they screwed their money. Yeah, I'd be shocked if either one of them went to Phoenix. Because remember, they said, we'll, we'll sign here for less money if you don't trade us. And then they traded one of them, and then the one that was left was, like, miserable there. Yeah, they they did a group deal, too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I mean, but it is, it, is, it is a year where you can get a stretch four. If you want, oh, absolutely. Uh, but the problem would be obviously, uh, going forward is for how long would you sign it if you're signing a free agent for how long and for how much? Um, do you guys be, do you guys know if there's any stretch fours in the draft? Because I don't follow Gen yeah. CAA, yeah. There's, there's a couple guys, there's a couple this international a, guys. This is going to be the weirdest NBA draft in probably yeah. modern memory because there's nobody who played like a full college season that is considered like a top five guy, really? Well, there, there wasn't a March Madness to begin with. So yeah, there was no March. <laughs> so there's scouting wise, this draft is, I don't, I don't know how you would do it. Because... I think for the most part, the international guys are probably getting, I, I've noticed international guys are getting more love this, this year. You had half a college season. Like... You have one of the guys who's at the top is a Euro. And then you have, two, I think, or three of the top high school players, including LaMelo, who went and played in that New Zealand-Australian league. Yeah. So there's not a lot to scout as far as, like, what you would normally do, college player versus college player. Well, I think you still scout – I think they still scout it the same. It's just probably – I mean, and then there's also the whole thing about – um they made the rule. They made the rule change where now you can declare for the draft, uh, and still like there's a time limit to where you can go back to college before the draft if you declare. So that kind of uh, messed up some things too, because players have kind of you know said they was going to declare and then went back on it, and kind of you know now that they have that option, they're kind of weighing their options so to speak. So that's kind of played into it too. Also, obviously, pandemic obviously hasn't helped with match madness again and stuff like that. So it's just been a combination of things. I mean, most mock drafts have uh, either Lamelo Ball or James Wiseman at the top. And James Wiseman, yeah. if you remember, is that seven foot one player who was brought in by Penny to play at Memphis. 
Mm-hmm. No, we all know. And like then, he was bored about Tannehill. Yeah, yeah, he was only able to play like two NCAA games, and he's. It's and then he said, the "Fuck ball." Yeah, then he said, yeah, "Fuck it, I'll just." Yeah, he did the right thing. Yeah. So I mean, what I'm saying though is like we didn't get to see a whole lot of him, and yeah. like like you have to go back to high school to scout him, and then you have Lamelo Ball. Who... But like Emmanuel said, there was a lot of talk of Euros this year. Like when I was listening mm-hmm. to, a, I think it might have been Winhurst's podcast. They were saying there's a lot of good Euros this year. Yeah, which is kind of weird, but I mean, yeah, for the year it kind of makes sense because. They were saying they were saying last year like it could be it's probably going to be a weak draft this year. Well, uh, so and I think that was before the influx of international players. Well, you also know this thing goes in waves. Like Dirk Nowitzki is huge. Like we're looking for the next Dirk. Luca's having an amazing yeah. year. Let's try to hit on that again. Yeah, stuff like that too is a fact. Especially now the whole Luca thing is probably that'll probably kind of be the whole the Jordan thing of the nineties where there was a point Bill was talking about it. I think like last pot or something where there was a point like after Jordan, like that year or so starting at that point where he left and, you know, teams was trying to find the next Michael Jordan. Yeah. And it did. And it didn't stop fully until like LeBron. Yeah, pretty much. And even then at some point it kind of was still going on to a small degree until like, he went to the finals essentially, and then they uh, were, and then the way and way happened too. So yeah, and then they were talking like how you can't call DeAndre in Sam Bowie because he's actually a really good player. Yeah, it's about Bill Simmons and, so, and Rasulo, right? Yeah, and so um, I think for that now that Luca and kind of it to a lesser degree DeAndre Aiden has for the most part worked out. I think pretty much. For the most part, the last couple of drafts, especially the top prospects have worked out, it hasn't been as many misses as previous. When you look at the early 2000 drafts, especially. Well, I think that about I, I think that Bagley <laughs> pick looks bad, man. Marvin Bagley. I don't know if it looks bad. I think it, it, it it's in, in retrospect, obviously, you have to draft Luka, but – you don't want the ball out of Aaron Fox's hands, essentially. Well, it's not even that so, drafting Luca. I mean, Jaron uh, Jackson from Memphis. Like, you'd rather have yeah. him than Marvin Bagley. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I think you probably saw. I think for them, I can't believe I have to defend this, but for 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 Sacramento, it was you probably saw more upside for Bagley. Than you did Jackson, whereas Jaron Jackson was probably I said this before, but Jaron Jackson was probably the most NBA ready coming mm-hmm. out of the draft mm-hmm. out of all the prospects, and you just probably I think for Sacramento they just probably saw Bagley as being more, I guess, uh, with a greater upside than Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson was probably is for the most part a finished product. Okay. I'm sure he's going to obviously rest, but. For the most part, Jaron Jackson is he's gonna probably perform the same way that he has for 10, 15 years, probably. Well, now the word for Jaron Jackson is gonna be the health because he's had back yeah. injuries. It's you get a third one and now you're considered an injury guy. Yeah. Well now well, I don't know if you consider an injury guy, but the 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 thing is you probably they probably take 
less risk and, you know, manage his minutes and stuff like that, where now the focus is can you stay healthy? Whereas before it was just about how do you play well or, you know, what what do you do in the play calling or whatever the case may be there for strategy-wise. Now it's probably more about it, the focus is now probably on the injury, on the injury thing. Jaron Jackson reminds me of a Portland version of Rasheed Wallace. With, with no attitude? <laughs> with, with no attitude. I'm just talking about his game. Because that, oh, okay. that boy could shoot the three. He's got like a nice little mid-range. Like remember yeah. Rasheed Wallace in Portland was a problem. Yeah, absolutely. He was, he was one of the best power forwards ever. Jaron Jackson, if he can stay healthy, he's going to end up being – Really good in a few years. Like he was, he. I remember when he came out of the state. Like the the reason why he wasn't top three pick was because he was considered a project. They they were saying how much his athleticism was ahead of his basketball knowledge. Right. But but two. But the reason. But like I said, too, the reason he he got drafted so high was because you look at the other guys like Bagley had more of a – the belief was Bagley had more of a ceiling, whereas Jaron Jackson could come in and perform right away. So I think that kind of overweighed the whole upside probably usually – and it usually does, especially at the top top three, top five. Upside kind of weighed more of, you know, right now performing. I mean, Jaron Jackson's only 20 years old still, so. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely a – I mean, obviously, in both cases of Bagley and Jackson, those are two guys who could play the power four and the center position and be multiple all-stars. It wouldn't shock me at all in the future for both of those guys. So, In that draft now, though, everybody who's drafting between, like, six and 14 mm-hmm. is kicking themselves that they didn't take Michael Porter Jr. Well, I think – I think you probably not necessarily kick yourself that you you didn't necessarily draft him the first time, but you didn't try to get because you didn't try to get like another pick because you know like the Clippers had two picks. Why didn't they use the second pick on? on, on well, both of the Clippers picks, both of the Clippers picks panned out. They got Shea Gilchrist Alexander, and wasn't the other one Shamit? No, the other one was uh, Jerome Robinson. Jerome Robinson. Oh. They traded. They traded okay. for Shamit. Yeah, like they, Philadelphia. Yeah, they Philadelphia initially. Yeah. Shamit. Okay. Which was weird because I didn't understand why they traded him in that trade, but I think I guess they had to. That's the only only thing I can think of because Philly kind of needed a shooter, especially since. Chase okay, hold on one second. It says they aren't a play in both birth with Portland lost tonight. I'm I'm watching it. So the Suns do earn a playoff berth if Portland loses tonight to the Nets. So we got a roof of the Nets over over hot Damian Lillard. Well, wait, that means it would be Phoenix and Memphis if Portland loses. Yes. Yeah. So yes. We're, 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 we want Phoenix in. So we. So I guess we're rooting for Damian Not that So I guess we're rooting for Damian Lillard to you know lay an egg against the Nets. But Damon Lillard is going to drop like 75 against the Nets. Yeah, I don't is. know about that. <laughs> I'm just saying Damon Lillard is going to win the game. I don't know about 75. Not, not 75. 
Did you expect 61 against Dallas? I'd be shocked if Damian Lillard loses to the Nets. I wouldn't be shocked. He hit a a shot from half court. I was watching that game. Like, he was just like, it was out of time, and he just threw it up, and it, like, went up, and then it went back down. It's just destined for them to get in the playoffs. We probably get like a good 30, 35. So, by the way, it depends. Are are the Nets even playing everybody? Because they might not care. As much as that's your point, as much as I like Macau Bridges for Phoenix, uh, they drafted him through Philadelphia. Philadelphia had the pick, but Mm -hmm. they were drafting for Phoenix. They drafted him directly before Shea Gilds Alexander. That could have fixed their point. Yeah. That um, could have fixed their point. Like I, like I said, they have no <laughs> numerous times where they exactly. got a great point guard in the trap, and they chose not to. I mean, Shea and Booker, that's a, that's a problem right there. And not only that, it was uh, – Philly had two picks that, that draft, I think, because they used another one for uh, later for a uh, weird thing because – because uh, the one with the first one was they drafted um, Bridges and traded him to Phoenix, and then they used another one for I think it was I think it was Thibel. I think that's what they used the other one for. Yes, they got Thibel and they got uh, Landry Shamit in the second round. Yeah, because no, they had, oh yeah, yeah. So they used they used the first one Thibel because they had another first rounder too. I think you'd rather have Shea Gilgris Alexander than De'Aaron Fox. I think you would. De'Aaron Fox is still up and down, man. I, I think Shea Gilgis is a really special point guard. Oh, absolutely. I think for De'Aaron, though, it's probably that he, he has been injured quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long periods, especially. And his team is always injured. Yeah, and then there, there was kind of a little turnover turnover with the players and whatnot. I still don't know why they fired the coach they had last year for Luke Walton. That coach had him playing really good last year. Uh, well, there's uh, there Adam was Manuel. there was some um, issues with it uh, was it Dave? I think it was Dave, right? Dave, the guy that Dave. used to be the Memphis coach. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of his name. Dave uh, Jurgen, I think is his last name. J O J O E G G E R, I think. I think that's his name. So I mean, he didn't obviously he didn't get along with with management and the Lakers, and you know, uh, Vlade had a relationship with uh, Luke. I think, I think it's Luke's agent or Luke Walton, one of the two. So know how that works. Relationships usually govern in this industry. I don't know if you could judge Luke Walton by this year because, like you said, he had a lot of injuries. But oh, absolutely, I just, yeah. I just think the other guy was a better coach. I mean, oh, he absolutely. took Memphis to the playoffs all the time. Man. Absolutely, I think I think Sacramento had a better shot last year making the playoffs than they did this year, even with the injuries. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think uh, not only that, I think they were getting used to Dave as a team. Uh, and it felt like they finally had somebody who they was listening to. Uh-huh. And now with Luke, it, it feels like the the thing is kind of all over the place again. Where, but I think towards the end, they were getting he was getting more out of the guys though too. So it'd be interesting now that 
they I don't think they play tomorrow. I think today is their last game. So uh next season it'd be interesting to see how they play their first twenty. Sacramento games. blew out Sacramento blew out the Lakers today. They had yeah. their last game. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how they play starting their first twenty games next season, whenever that may be. Uh with him still at the helm if he is still at the helm. Most likely he will be though. Sacramento has a lot of talent. They just don't – I don't think they have the talent that fits yet, and they don't really have that guy yet who they – like, De'Aaron Fox probably isn't that guy. They don't have yeah. that guy. They don't have that guy that the team circulates around. Yeah. Yeah. They I mean, like, that, that's been a that's been second a thing best too. player, third best player, fourth best player. Like, if Buddy Heald, De'Aaron Fox, and a healthy Bagley with – Giles, if they keep him around, I know he's a free agent this year. If they can keep Poor those, if they keep those four players healthy, those are your good second, third, fourth, fifth best player. You just need. Don't they also have a Bogdanovich? Mm-hmm. They but have a Bogdanovich, and he's a free agent. He'll probably leave. Though. Yeah, and probably he's going to leave because they made the big mistake of, and the problem is, is that the guy who they're all spinning around. Their highest paid player right now is Harrison Barnes, who they gave a yeah. max contract to for four years. Which I still don't understand. No offense to Harrison Barnes, but I do not understand why teams keep paying him. Harrison Barnes is a legend. He got a ring and he got like two max contracts. <laughs> I, yeah, I still don't understand why teams are paying him so much. Oh, hold on, hold on. Would you rather be Harrison Barnes or Carmelo Anthony? Carmelo. Whoa, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> You'd rather be Darko Milicek instead of Carmelo, but you'd rather be Melo instead of Harrison Barnes. Well, Darko didn't have to work for his ring. Harrison Barnes had to work for his ring. So <laughs> you make it, no sense. <laughs> so it's, it's being lazy, first of all, over anything. <laughs> it's just about being lazy with Darko. If, if I got to choose, I'd rather just be lazy and not do anything. If I got to work for it, I'd rather at least work for it the best way. <laughs> Harrison Boys has had a good career, man. He has. He, he was good at Dallas. Uh, he but, was good on Dallas. It's just the team was bad. Yeah, well, not only that, but uh, that guy, Luca, came and kind of was in the way. It's in Dallas you learned that he can't be a second or third or first best player. He can only be a fourth best player. Yeah. So they're paying him $20 million through 2023. Yeah, because he just signed it last year. And and next year, Buddy Heald's max kicks in, and they're paying him 24 mil through 2024. Well, Buddy Heald last year was worth it, but his age. Yeah. Isn't so, he 30 now? No, he's not 30. I think he's like 26. I think he's 28, man. Let's see how old is Buddy. Is it, didn't we find out Buddy Hill's like born in the Bahamas and he's like 28? He's older than um, Kyle Kuzma. He's um, 28. He's 28, yeah. Yeah, he's 28. Yeah. He's 27. He'll be 28 before the beginning of next season. He just turned yeah. 28 December. So he'll turn 28. So, yeah. But he's up there, yeah. And as good as he is, again, that contract isn't going to look well, especially now that you're paying, 
paying Harrison Barnes, and you have to pay De'Aaron Fox and uh, Bagley pretty soon. So he and came depending on what you do with Harry Downs. He came into the league two years after Bradley Beal and is mm-hmm. two years older than Bradley Beal. He's in mm-hmm. the Kyle Kuzma Alonzo board draft. Yeah. I, th- I think, right? Or is he in the Brandon Ingram draft? No, he's yeah. in the Brandon Ingram draft. And he came in already, like, having played as a four-year four year senior in college. Him. And then he came in, and then they found, they found out that, like, he was lying about his age, and he was actually two years older than he was. Which you're going to find Which, out about DeAndre Ayton. Probably. DeAndre Ayton looks like he's a 30-year-old with, like, five grandkids, man. He does. But I'm, I'm, I'm just – I'm interested in how Buddy Hill was able to get away with it for so long, essentially. It's because when you come from other countries, sometimes they don't have the most reliable uh, uh, birth certificates. Specifically oh, in, the, okay. in the in the islands, yeah. I, I, yeah, I forget that he is. He's not from the states. He's the from baseball, Bahamas. Yeah, the baseball players do it all the time. Like it's a, it's a problem in baseball. You'll have a guy. Oh, I sign, know. Yeah, come up in <laughs> in the minor leagues, and he's like, he looks like on paper, he's saying he's seventeen years old. He looks like a man. He's hitting like thirty home runs. He looked like he's thirty from Bad Boys too. Is it uh, is it the most famous one? The Oakland Athletics MVP Miguel Tejada. He's like, one remember? of he's if you like ask baseball fans, he's one of like three like that that right around the same time that were like the most famous. Yeah, yeah. Like because remember, like the most famous is a player named Rafael Fercal who played for the Braves and he came up as like I actually top, remember that guy. Top, 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 top prospect. And he was like right he, he could run like Ricky Henderson. And when he mm-hmm. came up, they're like, oh, we pulled up this guy at 18 years old. He was only 18 years old. They signed him to a co- giant contract when he was like 20. And then like that summer it comes out that he's actually like lied about his age by like five years and you just signed this dude who's like Ooh. 25 years old. A ten-year contract. Ooh, that had to suck. Yeah, isn't the isn't the most famous someone Dani Almonte? <laughs> How long ago was that? That's like ninety. Dani Almonte. Dani was like a thirty-year-old pitching in the little league. <laughs> he had a wife and kids. <laughs> he was smoking fools. I remember that summer. He was, he was, he was unhittable. He married his teacher, yo. Oh, Lord. Actually, Wait, I th- actually think he did marry his teacher, to be honest. His English teacher? He was Something like, like that. He was like Randy Johnson, though, out there. He was he was just throwing, like, heat. Because he was, like, 20 years old pitching against Little Leaguers. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was great. <laughs> and then the one that no one found out yet is Pujols, but, like, Everyone kind of knows. Yeah, but like, even if he is older, that guy's had a legendary career that's actually yeah. panned out. I would, it, it, I would say if he is older, it's probably like one or two years, if that. It didn't pan out for the Angels. Out. Well, the big problem is, is the Angels signed him to a gigantic contract, and he was yeah, nobody two years that. into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. That. Like, he could have been the right age, and that contract would have made sense. Yeah, yeah. Even if even if he was two years younger, I don't know if he still signed to that long of a contract. 
because he was starting to show signs of rust even when he was with uh, St. Louis. It was times where he was like, oh, maybe he's he's done. Well, that's yeah, the guy I, that picked up. Go ahead. No, that's the guy that I don't picked think up there's the ball any with Barry Bonds. What do you mean? I just don't think there's any fixing the Kings. Like, I mean, you're locked down to two, your two max guys so far, like Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes. Like, I think you can fix the Kings. I think it is pretty easy to fix the Kings. Well, that's the team that's really going to regret not taking Luka Doncic. So yeah. I agree. Like, you never recover from that. Like, you just you, never recover from that. Yeah, I think you probably have to. Uh, you you have to start trading Harrison Barnes. That's to be the first thing. That's a non. Taking that contract though. I don't know. No, you'll 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 find somebody that will take a Harrison. Like, you'll have like. No, somebody will. It'll be like a team that's like really good, but they're like maybe one or two players away, and they'll say we could use Harrison Bard in a guard, guard like Kawhi Leonard or uh, mm-hmm. Greek Freak or something like that. Well, the problem is we're shrinking the cap. So like someone's going to have to volunteer to take him that's really good, but also $20 million under the cap? No, but what well, you do is with the Nets and with uh, – uh, a lot of teams do use like, okay, we'll take this contract, but you're gonna have to give us draft picks. Yeah, and even if it's you know one or two draft picks, you'll you'll find somebody for Harrison Barnes' contract. Yeah, I mean, that that's a non-starter. There's, I mean, and then you have to probably end up doing a sign and trade for Bojanovic. Like the Raptors is a team that could use like a Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he wouldn't be anything more than their fourth or fifth best player. Yeah, but they're already going to be in financial trouble. I mean, like they're trying to figure out how with they've got Lowry signed, and they have. But he's uh, only got a two-year contract. He's only yeah. got a two-year contract. It's not so like they, he's got a long contract. Well, they're yeah, trying to figure be, out how to keep them. They're trying to figure out how to keep them late this offseason. That's will. a guy. That's a guy that's going to get paid. He is yeah. going to get paid. They, they'll definitely keep him. I don't. I don't see him leaving unless they just not. unless Someone's unless he just refuses him. to pay. Well, yeah, but I think somebody is going to offer. Somebody's going to offer him big money. I agree. Yeah, I don't, but I don't see, I don't see uh, uh, the, the what you call it, uh, the front office. I don't see them. I don't see them not paying him. Well, they can't pay don't. everybody, and they are already paying Lowry and Pascal Siakam gigantic money. Well, well Lowry's money is coming off the books. Yeah, Lowry's money is coming off the books. It's only a two-year exactly. contract. Yeah, Marcus Hall's yeah, money's coming off the books. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, Marcus Hall's money coming off the books. And so is Serge Baca. That money's coming off the books. So that's three main guys. And then, and then they uh, lost um, uh, Kawhi and Danny. Danny, uh, Danny, Danny Green. Yeah. And those was money, too, that they really haven't spent. I mean, obviously, that was part of Kyle. That essentially was Kyle Lowry's contract was their – for the most part, that was his contract that he, he's on right now. So the what, one option that the Kings could do is they could always trade Barnes for, like, uh, who's the French player for the Hornets that they're paying tons of money to? Uh, yeah, but, he, like, why would you do that if you're – Yeah, he's about to come off. Why would you do that if you're the Hornets? If you're the Horn- uh, if you like Barnes. Yeah, but he doesn't make sense on a bad team. You need to put him on a good team. Well, he would he would make Charlotte isn't necessarily a bad team. It, it, it's starting to become a young team now that Kimba's left and 
and they kind of got rid of some of the guys they were they drafted that didn't perform well. And they've got like good forwards. And then if you're the you would much rather you just would much rather pay like a. No, I, a, I get what you're saying though. Is because Batum only has one more year left on his contract, so like, yeah. yeah. So why would you take? Maybe if they offer draft picks too with it. Well, I like, mean, if you if you get inspiring, you probably the 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 thing for Charlotte isn't um, a negative if Harrison Barnes traded. Charlotte isn't known for getting free agents, so that's one reason you probably would take him. It's because you can't attract free agents. And you know what you're getting with Harrison Barnes. Yeah, you're getting a solid 15 to 14 point scorer again. Yeah, and yeah, he's, they're, giving he's you a pick and they're giving you a pick in Barnes, and they get in return Batum, who they just have to sit on for a year and wait till he expires. And I also, can see like the enough is somewhat young enough to kind of somewhat play with the the kind of guys they have now. I could see like the Wizards probably trading for Harrison Barnes. But I, I mean, what would the the Wizards would be trying to probably resign Bertans, wouldn't they? Or is that just? I don't think. Bert, I don't think. But I don't think Bertans is going to resign. I think he's going to get paid by a good team. Well, I mean, I, I wa- is Washington trying to resign Bertans? Are they trying to resign him? Is the question? Because well, you can't resign him. I think that's the thing. Is I think him and Van Vliet are both going to end up on other teams because they're going to get they're going to get maxes from somebody. No. I don't know about I don't Maxis. think I don't think about Maxes, but they'll get I, paid. I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word Max in, in the free agency. They're they're getting over twenty mil from a team. I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I could see I that. I don't know about that. I don't I, I can see Van I think, Fleet. I can see Van Fleet getting twenty mil. I think you're gonna be puzzled. I think you'll be really surprised at how much people get paid this offseason. Oh I Van Van, Van Fleet's getting more than twenty mil. I mean he's a borderline all star now. Unless it's from Toronto, I don't see many teams giving him that much money. I bet Chicago does. You know, no, I bet Chicago do that. Because none of their point guards are working out. They don't have cap space to give him that much money. And by the way, I just, just looked it up. Next year, uh, that so the cap is supposed to be around 90 mil. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely Bulls definitely don't have cap space. The, the Raptors already are at ninety three mil next year, locked in. Yeah. 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 Low, Lowry. But you got to remember, you can resign your player, so that that's not. Yeah. That's not yeah. an issue. And you got to remember, Marcus is coming off the contract. Yeah. So Lowry, Lowry will be making. Serve. Lowry will be making thirty next year. Siakam's making twenty nine next year. Norman Powell's making ten next year. And if you have to, you probably end up trading Norman Powell. Yeah. Freeing up that team. OG Ananobi makes three. Stanley Johnson makes three. McCall makes four. And you got, you got all those guys already signed down. Yeah. Stanley Johnson is on the Raptors? Did they even yeah. play him? Yeah, they, they do pro- sometimes. The, he's he's a backup, backup, backup. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm watching the Spurs game, and I was yeah, today years old. I was today years old when I realized Becky Hammond could kind of get it. <laughs> I did not realize that until just this week. She's got nice eyes. It's just nice it's eyes. Yeah. Oh, why did he throw that ball? Uh, but yeah, I think I think uh, for the free agency, I think you'll be plus you'll be really surprised at how much teams spend 
just because of a they the don't, cap. They don't know. They don't know if they're gonna have uh, people in attendance as well. Yeah, one. That's one. Two. The cap is going down, and you already have teams way, way above. Like Golden State, who hasn't even made the playoffs, is like fifty million over the cap space as it is now. Imagine the cap going the opposite way for them. OKC is another one, even though they have what you call coming off the books. Houston, like you have teams that just are, when it comes to that cap space, they are terrible. <laughs> so I don't, so that's one thing. And then another thing is, too, a lot of teams are going to wait till the next season free agency to try to sign guys. So they're not going to waste that cap space on this year if they think they can get somebody next year. So you're going to see a lot of what we saw, I think it was like 2018 or something, where it was like only a couple teams doing stuff in free agency, giving guys contracts that was like kind of big, and then teams kind of pulling back waiting for the next year. So I think a combination of things, I wouldn't it, – it's kind of like a weird shuffle for these for the players come this free agency. So on NBA.com, I'm looking it up right now, for Fred Van Vliet, for his free agent destinations, they have Detroit Pistons, New York Knicks, Miami Heat. Uh, Miami can't sign them, so that's not happening. Miami can sign yeah, them. Yeah, because Miami's – They got Goran no, Dragic. Miami was – They got Goran Dragic's no, no, 19 no. million coming off the books. No, 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 no. Miami's saving all their money for Greek Freak. I agree. Not only They're that. Not only that, they paying Jimmy Butler and Andre Iguodala and yeah, yes, but else. So it says right here in the first thing, Goran Dragic is 19 mil, Solomon Hill's 13 mil, Myers Leonard's 11 mil, and Jay Crowder's 7 mil all come off the books next year. So they could theoretically yeah, – they, they, they could even be in the AD talks. That was another team that was way over the cap space that – they still have guys. They still pay like Andre Iguodala, like almost twenty mil next year. So that's, they could be in the they could be in the AD talks. No, isn't Oladipo a free agent this year? Mm-hmm. Mm, yep, that's who they're gonna get. That's who they're gonna get, Victor Oladipo. Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm still, I, I still kind of feel Oladipo to Indiana love. I, I, uh, I, I think Oladipo might end up in the knit with the Knicks. No, like he's no. the perfect kind of like Knicks volume scorer that they like. No, that's gonna be DeRozan. <laughs> I'm I'm worried DeRozan's gonna be a Piston. I think it's gonna happen because of your coach. Yeah, I think we're gonna run out like Rose, DeRozan, and uh, Blake next year, and just be like, we're just we're a '90s basketball team. That would have been a great team five years ago. Exactly. Yeah. I guess what it's going to be, it's going to be like praying for the time machine. Like let's I have- think the Rosen probably just, just stays with the Spurs. I don't know. I don't know if they want to pay him. <laughs> I don't think they might let him go. No, yeah. he could opt in. Can't he opt in? He no. could opt in, right? Not He's, a, free agent, right? He's a straight free agent. Yeah, because he – I thought yeah, he had a player option. If he has a player option, he should take it. I, yeah, he might. I think he does. He has a player option. He has a yeah, player option. 
Yeah, he needs know. to take it. Well, he needs to take that. Because he can't I shoot mean, threes, and he's 31 years old. I mean, the, uh, the argument for not taking taking it is you're 31 years old, and you'd rather go try to get your next contract at 31 than at 32. Well, you could pull what Richard Jefferson pulled. Remember, Richard Jefferson said, okay, I'll take less money, but for longer years. Yeah. Like, he, he signed, like, a three-year, like, 45 with the Spurs, remember? Well, that's yeah. What, that's what uh... – that's what Al Horford essentially did this year, but he ended up getting more money. But that's essentially what he was going to do, too, when he left Boston. He was opting out for longer years. It just so happened Philadelphia decided to give him so much money. Like that's probably, honestly, the move Drummond would do if, if it wasn't for the fact that the cap is shrinking. No, yeah. he said he's opting in. He said yeah, he's he opting in. Opted no, I know that. I'm saying, already- if, I'm, I'm saying if, he, if like, the cap wasn't shrinking, you you would oh well yeah he, he, you might take a be, you might take a bet on yourself like hey I'm because he because Drummond is is still under thirty so you want to go maybe get another yeah I don't, contract yeah but he plays the center he plays center position and center I think that's what happened to Drummond it's got nothing to do with his age or his production yeah. it's just the league has moved away from centers you see Houston trading what you call it trading you know he's making eighteen mil. And you saw all Detroit got for Andre Drummond. They got nothing for him. We got a second round pick. They, to be fair, they they kind of wasn't asking for anything. <laughs> and that's all. And that's all they could get. All they well, that's the thing is, like, so we weren't asking for anything because we wanted them off the. We we didn't want it to not work out. They didn't we wanted want to get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. They didn't want that money on the books. They, they didn't. Year. They didn't want them opting in. Yeah, because they want to get DeRozan. <laughs> See that? I guess it'll be that could be the tampering yeah, thing. Because if, if you remember when Harrison Barnes opted out in Dallas, everybody was like, "What is he opting out for? Like, what does he think he's going to get?" And he's like, and he, "But he got it. He got it." And he kind of gave that look on the jump, like, "I know, trust me, I know what I got out here." I remember that episode. Richard Jefferson was like, you better opt in. He's like, no, I I know what I'm getting. No, 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 I'm good. Don't worry about it. I'm good. (laughs) I remember he was on Carrie Champion's podcast when he was a warrior. She was like, no, you've got to take that money Golden State's offering. He's like, no, I'm good. And he got way more money from Dallas. (laughs) That's a dude who knows his worth. Like, yeah, no, don't tell me. Yeah, you know, because your agents talk to the teams and they say, yeah. hey, guy, guy A is looking to make a move for longer deal. Can you do it? Yes or no? And He had that Sacramento you... thing in the books already. Like, he already yeah. had that. Done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he already had that. Please. You know how many times players have had deals lined in a contract? Like, Chris Paul got traded to Houston five days before he was supposed to get traded to Houston. Like, well, yeah, he had that documentary where he's like, with Jay Z, was like, yeah, I told him, like, look, either you take this trade to Houston and you get something back for me, and you get nothing. I think the Clippers ended up winning that. I mean, because they ended up getting Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell. Now they got uh, yeah, Paul Beverly George too. and Kawhi and, they, and Patrick Beverly. Yeah, and they ended up getting the uh, the the ability the draft to draft, right? Yeah, well, the ability to draft Blake, Trey Blake to Detroit and help with that. Got yeah, they buy. totally re- they totally rebuild that team on the fly. Yeah, good work to them. Shout out to uh, Jerry West, who's part of that. Still, I think Jerry still, West is yeah, he's still part still, of it. Still, still kicking, still part of the the team transformation. Shout out to Jerry West until 
they managed not to win a championship in the next two years, and they're both gone. And Shea Gilgis Alexander wow. star, uh, an NBA well, All Star. What would what would be more disappointing? The fact that the yeah. the, the Lob City team never won, or the fact that this if this team never wins? This? I would say Lob City. I'd say this. I always think of Lob City. Damn, I mean, I would say Lob City. Damn, uh, Lob City has so many chances. Okay, I but get if up. this team is going to win, but Lob City didn't win in what six years? All right, but here's the thing, Paul. Chris Paul has shown that he can't win a championship anywhere. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't just Chris Paul. Blake has and, shown and he's, he's not winning be, championship anywhere. Kawhi has shown he can win. Go into the Raptors and win a championship. Yeah, but if we doing that without Chris Paul and without Blake Griffin, that that team wouldn't that Clipper team wouldn't exist, and neither would this team exist. And to be fair, it wasn't it wasn't that like all of a sudden like a James Harden they failed at moments. It was just certain things prevented them from winning. Sometimes it was that yeah they didn't perform, but a lot of times it was injuries and whatnot. It wasn't just the same thing happening time after time. They, well, no, there, there were two instances where it was Chris Paul's fault when Russell Westbrook just totally stole a ball from him and it was a game six versus yeah. – and then for whatever reason, when James Harden was not on the court, Chris Paul couldn't stop the bleeding in game six versus the Clippers. When well, it was yeah. like fucking Josh – was it Josh – was J.B. Josh, Josh Smith, Josh right, was shooting well, just hitting about, threes left and right. Well, like – when when he was on the Clippers and like they was you know they was facing like the Spurs and the Memphis in the first rounds and then you know they they had those years and then uh eventually getting to they, they that beat the Spurs year. they beat the Spurs one year in the first yeah. round the year, the year was, after the Spurs won right yeah and that was like and then, a year, they did they lose to Memphis in the first round or did they beat Memphis uh I think one year they beat they lost to Memphis in the first round. I think another. And that's year the year that Memphis went to the conference finals, right? Yeah, and I think another year they lost to him in the second round. Oh, okay. The only the only reason I'm saying it's more disappointing is because Kawhi brings like the expectation of a title. He yeah, but you've only got him for two years. Whereas yeah. like the the Lob City you had for six years, and they were all in their prime. Right. I mean, Kawhi's in his prime, but you can't say Paul George is in his prime. No, but Kawhi is, I mean, Kawhi's no, in his prime, and, and he can win, and he's shown he can win a title if he shows up. And the other reason it might be more disappointing is because Shea Gilders Alexander looks like he's going to be an All Star, and you trade you traded to him away to try to win a title here. Well, essentially, you traded him away to get both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, yes. it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like you traded them just for Paul George. You traded make a call Paul George and Kawhi. Like and they yeah. gave up like four first round draft picks. So this could end up being a. It it sadly could end up being a, a Nets situation. I don't know like, about that. Uh, well, you could say that about the Lakers and the Clippers. Exactly. Both teams need a need a championship here to not end up the Nets. I, well, no, the, only, the no, reason, the reason look, the reason no. I'll say not the Lakers, and I just had to take that back. The reason I'll say not the Lakers is because as much as I talk about like um, Anthony Davis possibly going to Chicago, possibly going to Miami, possibly going to New York, he's going to take meetings. But I think we all expect that he's going to sign back and be a Laker for life. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And so, but those, those trades I wouldn't compare, make I wouldn't compare you a the contender. Situation to the Nets. Now it's not even remotely similar. Yeah, because they 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 traded for old guys. These guys are in yeah. Their time. Okay, yeah, but the, was, the, okay, but the results. Terrible, that was a terrible trade to begin with. Yeah, but like, the yeah, but the, it's the same thing. If the results the same, like if if two no, years, if two no. years, if at the end of next season, the the Clippers haven't won a championship and Kawhi is leaving for another team, then you well, still, that's then the you only, still that, traded that, away young the, players and draft picks for nothing. But, no, but that's the only away. way it's the same. Yeah, but they didn't trade. But but Brooklyn didn't trade away young players. They just traded. They just traded away draft picks. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't young players, right? Like they, the Lakers and the the Clippers traded away young players. Yeah. And the the Nets just traded draft. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's almost worse. Anybody. Like, well, no, because Brooklyn had a chance where they could have kept some of the draft picks. And still made the trade, and still kind of had the situation play out. When no, they, it, they didn't it's need. worse because those guys were old, man. Well, wow. that's what I'm Anthony saying. Davis, Anthony Davis is 26, 25. No, 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 no. no. I, the thing is, I'm not counting the Lakers, I'm not counting the Lakers in because honestly, I think the Lakers made a great move. Well, Kawhi yeah. Leonard is 26, 24. Uh, how old is Kawhi Leonard? But Kawhi only mean? signed. But Kawhi only signed for two years. Right now, because that's how long Paul George's contract is. But there's no there's no guarantee that they're leaving after two years, first off. So let's get that out. This is only a maybe if situation, if he leaves. If, there's no certainty that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are leaving after two years. They probably are going to respond after two years. Well, I definitely yeah. don't think Kawhi Leonard's leaving. I don't know about I don't. Paul George is so wishy-washy. Man. Paul George can yeah. join the Lakers. No. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Paul George. No, Paul George is like, one day I want to sign with the Lakers. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you talking about. Bro. That was back when he was in Indiana. No, he I said mean, that recently. He said that this year. What are you talking about? Paul, Paul George, at the end of next year, could easily just say, hey, I'm going to go be the third banana with the Lakers. I don't see that happening. I think he's I think he's happy with Paul, with Kawhi in, in the Clippers. I wouldn't exp- – I wouldn't – I wouldn't – I wouldn't judge that. I wouldn't say that. I think sometimes you hear players say things just to talk, essentially. No, I actually think, though, the Anthony Davis situation, the, the advantage of having Anthony Davis, the more you think about it. So, like, he resigns there. Even if LeBron ends up leaving to go play somewhere with his son or something, you have Anthony Davis now as your star center for the rest of probably the, the next six years. And the next wave of free agents, like the Tatums and stuff, you could say, hey, you can come here and play with Anthony Davis. Why are we all well, assuming yeah, yeah. that Bronny's going to get drafted, though? He's not even starting on a Sierra Karen team. Bronny is not LeBron. LeBron he's was. A, like, he's only 15. Yeah, I was just well, you say, know, it's going to be a while before. Yeah, but um, you knew, you knew LeBron at 15, man. You knew LeBron at 15. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think he'll get drafted. I think he's gonna. I, I think he's gonna end up getting drafted based on the name alone, and the fact mm-hmm. that like he'd probably. But that doesn't doesn't him. mean he's gonna be. No, nah, no, nah, I wouldn't say that because you, Shaquille O'Neal's son might not get drafted. It's, well, it's a couple. Son, it's a couple. One of Shaquille O'Neal's sons get... now can't play basketball anymore. He has to. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He's got like a heart. Yeah. Yeah. But but here's the thing. So LeBron, let's assume LeBron's son is 
gets a little bit better than he is now. He's entering the draft. Okay. And LeBron says through his because he's all about player empowerment. He says, Hey, I'm a free he lines up his free agent here and he says, You sign my son, you get me. I he he's talked about, he's been on the documentary of for Ken Griffey Jr. That that's his goal. He wants to be basketball's Ken Griffey Jr., Ken Griffey Sr. He wants but to how play. how many years away is LeBron's son from playing? Three. At least three. Three years three okay, years away. Like, that's a lot. To, that's a lot to assume LeBron James is still going to be. He know, he three have, years. Well, he doesn't still have to be great. He just has to be the name LeBron James. That what I'm not saying. Yeah, but, look, I'm not saying he's going to be drafted the top of the draft. I'm saying okay. if he, if he's a, if he comes into the draft and his dad's a free agent and he says, whatever team drafts my son, you're also going to get me. It's a package deal, and you're going to get to have the spectacle of. Bronny and LeBron playing on the exact same team. You're going to be able hey. to sell, you're going to be able to sell both of our jerseys. You're going to be able to sell, you know what I mean? There's going to be, all I don't, I don't even think if, unless, even if it's a team tanking, there might be a team. I don't think unless you're like Memphis or Sacramento or some team that's not any good. That's not that appetizing at age 40. I mean, I mean but there are, but there I mean, are those teams. <laughs> I don't see a team not not doing that because if you if you're saying that you get LeBron and Bronny at that age, if, if it has to be a package deal, you're only paying like ten million dollars, right? Over. So you're so I mean if you're Orlando and you have no you have nothing going, you're if Orlando in this situation, you still have nothing going on. You're bringing okay. them in, you're bringing them in, and you're at least selling jerseys. I mean, at twelve million, at twelve like twelve million dollars, depending on where Bronny get drafted. And then you you only pay LeBron like okay, but what if like dollars. what if like LeBron and, gets drafted by the Miami Heat or a good organization? What if what like I mean, what if he gets drafted by a good organization? Yeah, if he's I mean if he's really good, I, I think you still pay LeBron like you. He's not going to come in at like thirty million dollars at that point. Well, at that point he'd be thirty eight, so he can only make like less than five million dollars. Right, like that's an NBA rule. So. You're not paying LeBron much money. Wait, there's a there's an NBA rule that if you're 38, you can only make five million dollars. Yeah, it, it's called the over 38 rule. It used to be the over 36 rule, but they changed. Oh, okay. So yeah, LeBron but doesn't Chris, so, doesn't so at that Chris point, Paul's, LeBron playing for like next to nothing. But doesn't Chris Paul's contract take him past 38, where he's going to be making like 45 million? Isn't no. Chris Paul 36 now? No, no he's God, younger. No. He's younger than LeBron. Yeah, he's not that old. <laughs> so he's like thirty-three, I think. Oh uh, no, I think he's thirty-two or thirty-one. Is he thirty-one or thirty-two? Chris Paul is younger than you think he is. Yeah. Chris guys, Chris Paul is thirty-five. He's thirty-five. What are you guys talking about? He's thirty-five. Oh well, then his contract is pretty soon. Yeah, his contract's gonna take him past thirty-eight. He's got no. what? He's got three or four years. I think he only has. No. I think this is after like this year. Years. He has two left on it. Yeah, you can't. You can't make over. Okay, like five million. That's like that's an NBA rule. I didn't know they, that. Cause, yeah, because Houston tried to get away with it for uh, Nene. I think it was like last year or like two years ago in the NBA. And it was like, yeah, nice try. No. <laughs> So yeah, like so, like for example, if a player was for the over thirty eight rule, they used to be like say used to be over thirty six. So if a player did have like a contract at like thirty three, 
it's the last, it's the last, and he like signed a four year contract. The last year where he's turning 38, he, it has to be factored into the contract. So if you're making a hundred million dollars for four years at 33, you would, you would get paid essentially like instead of like 25 every year, you would get paid like, I don't know, like 40 a year for the first three years and then whatever the, or like 45 or whatever, like 41, 42, or no, like, However, do math, 30, 32 or something for the first three years and then like – or like 35, 36 the first three years and whatever the rest is. Like I the minimum has to be average. I just think – I think that if they wanted Chris to Chris Paul is one LeBron. year older – Chris Paul is one – Chris Paul is one year older than LeBron James. Oh yeah, I think we fi- we forget LeBron is drafted from high school. Chris Paul. You mean one? You mean one year? You mean one year younger than LeBron James? No, he's no, he's one year older than LeBron James. LeBron is thirty five. Yeah. Well, Chris, oh, they're both the same. They're, they're they're both the same age. Yeah, but we forget that one is drafted from college and one is drafted from high school. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. I think Chris played what three years. I think Chris Paul played three years and LeBron came right out of high school. Remember? So yeah. I just think Chris Paul played in Wake Forest. They can make it happen if they want to. Ha- if 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 LeBron and wants Bronny drafted and they want to do it that way, they can make it happen. Because it's going to be affordable say, look, for a, an option for a team. Well, let's say like Bronny's drafted like low, like Kyle Kuzma. I'm pretty sure the Lakers would throw Le- throw LeBron a, a Kobe keep you contract to yeah. sign. Well, that would be obviously on the back end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is Michael Jordan came out of retirement, and they and that year, like the wiz, his jersey with the Wizards was like one of the top selling jerseys. Mm-hmm. LeBron's gonna be the same way. Like whatever year he wants to play to, if he wants to switch teams a few more times, like he, they're still gonna buy people. There's still gonna be people who buy his jerseys. I mean, it's not just it's just not those guys. Like if Dwayne Wade came back for a year, his jersey would probably be top selling too. It's just the nostalgic factor. You used to these guys playing, and then when they leave for sure, like if Kobe had came back, you know, before he died, he would his jersey would have been number one for sure. Like there's no doubt. Like even yeah, if but, he was like but, completely but, trash, but Kobe was so washed though. I know, like, and he still would have been like number one selling jersey. Like, even if he's completely washed, he still would. I agree. I completely agree with Emmanuel. Like, if he, like, if he came out of retirement and said, like, I'm gonna play play one year for the Sixers. Yeah, his 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 Sixers jersey would be the top selling jersey in the league. Even even you you guys are right. You guys are right. And that's what and that's what I think the power of LeBron, if he wants to get his son drafted, that's the power he has to say. So you, and he's already talked about, and he's already and he's already talked about lining up his free agent year with that draft. So you're waiting for him with the Detroit Pistons, him and Brian. And J. Cole. And J. J. Cole, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, that's like fifteen million dollars right there. That's a discount. <laughs> exactly. We, we pay a Brody, LeBron, and J. Cole fifteen mil right there. Holy right there. shit. That's a nice. That's a nice uh, little uh, roster right there. Every one of our games are on TNT. Yeah, we have Blake and his like refrigerator knee brace. (laughs) The Spurs are officially eliminated for the first time in twenty years. Oh wow! Wait, so what happened? What just changed? Oh, because Phoenix won. Because Phoenix won. Damn. 
And they're losing right now, too. <laughs> well, they're not playing anybody because Phoenix won. So DeRozan and Rudy Gay aren't playing. Ah, uh, so we gotta no. give the we gotta give the RIP to all the guys in our group that are the Spurs fans. I think they all know it was for the best, man. Yeah. What is the point of them making a playoffs just to lose in the first round? It's better for them to start the rebuild. I think Emmanuel, you put it up like what team needs to rebuild, and then John mm-hmm. tagged it at the top. And I think like I, I voted I for the Spurs. The Spurs need to re- they don't need to resign DeRozan. They're better off like missing the playoffs because they're stuck in mud. Like it's just better for them to rebuild. Yeah, I think it's time for them to get. Last time they drafted. That, you know, at least with that high, it was it was Kawhi. It was Kawhi. They That's what I'm saying. The now moment does Pop, does Pop leave? Uh, does he turn it off to Becky Hammonds? Does he leave? The moment Kawhi Leonard said I'm out was the moment they yeah. should have started rebuilding. I think regardless, I think Pop is making preparations to leave. I don't regardless if they made the playoffs this year or next year. He he always joked that he was leaving when Tim Duncan left. Because didn't his his wife pass like was it last year or two years ago? I think it was last year. Well, yeah. I think that changed things for him because I think his plans to leave were to have a retirement with her and enjoy life together. And I think that that might have changed when he lost. Well, her. he like I said, he was joking. He was always joking that he was going to leave. With, well, sometimes it didn't feel like a joke. He was going to leave when Tim Duncan left. Yeah, but then, yeah. like, Kawhi Leonard fell into his lap, and Kawhi Leonard yeah. won the finals MVP, so then he felt rejuvenated. And so – and then they got LaMarcus Aldridge, and it, it kind of felt like he was going to stay a little longer, but then it, it started to feel like, especially after the whole Kawhi situation, that maybe he was on his way out again because it was times where he kind of felt – like he was going to, you know, this was going to be his last year going back. Uh, that's why I kind of look at, at Becky as like the first NBA coach that's a woman. I mean, I, I feel like that's a real possibility, even if it's with the Spurs. Like, I, I think she's the main person for that coaching staff. If Pop decided after the end of this year or next year he wanted to retire, that's probably who would be the head coach. Didn't she coach a game in the bubble? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she's also she also was coaching like the summer league. She was coaching. She won the summer league one year, right? Yeah. And, and like 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 I was saying, like there was signs where Pop kind of it kind of felt like Pop was signaling like so you know so 2018 might be his last year. 2019 might be his last. And if you're gonna and do it, you do it there because you. You're going to keep certain players on that team. You're probably going to keep Duncan as an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. So, well, if so he wants to be. Yeah, if he wants That's to it. be. Well, that might I'm, – I'm with Emmanuel. I think he might have just stayed there to be with Pop. And yeah. if Pop's not there, we're like, why would he do it? I mean, he might come back here and there. Well, like, well, I mean, he um, might do it if he if, if they are going to do the transition to Becky Hammond as a mm-hmm. way of kind of making sure anyone new who comes in – like the coaching staff as a whole has the respect of the locker room, even if they don't fully respect Becky Hammond. Because well, I don't. I mean, I don't know if I think with the Spurs organization, besides, I think we talked about a little uh, some months ago. I think besides the whole Kawhi situation, for the most part, the Spurs organization has been one of, if not the best organization in the NBA the last 
20 years. Now. 20 years in the playoffs. So, like, there's, we're probably never going to see that again. No, yeah. you're never going to so, see that again. I mean, not only from an on-play standpoint, too, from an off-the-ball, off-the-court standpoint, like they have been when, – when numerous guys have came from previous organizations to run new organizations like OKC or other organizations, they come from San Antonio. A number of coaches that have progressed, like Mike Budenhoser, have come from San Antonio, you know, so – that organization has always been top notch the last twenty years, and we, you look at that organization. I don't think, I like I said before, if you were to have a female coach, it most likely would be from San Antonio. It just wouldn't make the most sense. I, the reason I don't think we'll ever see that again, though, is because the model now is to trade away all your draft picks, sign a big sign as much of a core of all-star players as you possibly can and sell out for like a three-year run. And then well, I, the minute I that hits the skids, true. you're just kind of – you're missing the playoffs. Well, well you're also not going to hand off from David Robinson to Tim Duncan to Kawhi Leonard. But, but see, I don't think that's true because when you look at OKC, that it was the model OKC. It was the model in Brooklyn when um, – what you call it, took over after Sean Marks. King. Sean, yeah, Sean Marks. Marks took over Billy King. That was the model. It just so happened that Kevin Durant and Kawhi, I mean, Kyrie Irving fell into their laps, but that was kind of the model. They just didn't have the draft picks to necessarily build the way they wanted to. And then you look at OKC, that was the model. That's how they got Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Serge, and then Nick they eventually traded. Yeah, Nick Collison, Jeff, well, yeah, and Jeff Green, and, and that's how they got those guys. That was kind of the model there. And then you look at Atlanta; it's kind of the model there too, where they want. Well, no, Atlanta is more trying to be the Golden State Warriors. They've said that often. That's why they took uh, Trey Young. They're trying to rebuild what what the Warriors did. Well, their right. front office, that, their front office is Warriors guys too. Right. Yeah, the that, front office is Warriors guys. But the Warriors blueprint is similar to the San Antonio blueprint. And you look at the guys, a lot of them, like Steve Kerr is from – Well, Steve know. Kerr is from the Bulls, the Lakers – I mean, the Bulls and the Spurs. But look, right. the Warriors so, my, make my point. The Warriors aren't making the playoffs this year. So they're not going to have a 20-year no. run in the playoffs. No. Yeah, but but you look at those those situations. I mean, for the most part, I think, despite the whole play, I think the the blueprint for San Antonio to be able to at least try to do that that run is still still in the league. Uh, well, you also him. have to have a a player that's going to stay someplace for twenty. Yeah. Years. I mean, nobody expects that. Nobody does that. That's the hardest thing. Yeah. Like, nobody expected Kevin Durant to leave OKC. I think everybody did when they left. That's a big reason for that 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it might have, you know, in a different world, they probably don't get that, at least with Tim Duncan being there. He might end up going to Orlando like he was supposed to. Or somewhere else. No, Orlando. Yeah, he might have went to Orlando if uh, Doc Rivers didn't blow it in the meeting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
Which I don't know how you how do you how exactly do you blow it with Tim Duncan? It, it seems like he a said no you, He said you can't bring your friends and family on the plane or something like that. And Grant Hill was at the meeting. Well, in a different world, Tim Duncan's playing with Tracy McGree and Grant Hill, but like that never happened. Yeah. Yeah, in a different world, he's probably playing with Jason Kidd though too. <laughs> in another different world. Well, no, Jason Kidd Jason. like doesn't resign with the Nets. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. But it worked so out for Jason Kidd. He did get a ring with Dallas. Yeah. It did, yeah. He probably would have got more though with San Antonio. Well, you don't know that because like you're gonna have to trade Tony Parker. And, yeah. And Tony Parker was a goddamn good player, man. He was, but and the, that made- the, the ages of Tony Parker and Jason Kidd don't might match up. Like Jason Kidd might have started the eight. Like Tony Parker carried them in that that awful Cavs final. Yeah, there was like a few years where Tony Parker was the best player on the Spurs. Yeah, that was that was the one year that that Cavs team. That was the one year that Tim Duncan done win Finals MVP. Yeah, besides 2014. You you look at it, Tony Parker was really good. So like the ages of Jason Kidd and uh, Tony Parker on that. So maybe they get one. He gets one ring with the Spurs, but then maybe he ages out. Well. You probably don't have to trade Tony Parker necessarily. I know they no, they, they were to. they wanted to trade Tony. I'm not saying you have to trade Tony Parker, but if they had Jason they, Kidd, they were to, they yeah. were going to trade Tony Parker. I know they wanted to, yeah, but I mean maybe. I and mean Tony Parker's Tony Parker is going to the Hall of Fame. Man. Yeah, maybe they don't, maybe they do, but I think if you had Jason Kidd, you know, you probably still win. You definitely win. That final because 2003 was against the Nets with Jason Kidd. So if Jason Kidd's on your team, no, it's the next year Jason Kidd would have went. It right. wasn't that okay. year. It was the next so, year. So the next year is the year that the Heat win, I think, right? Oh no, no, no. The no. next year is the year. Oh, no. no, the next year is the the, the Pistons. Pistons. The Pistons. So you might you might beat the Lakers. You might maybe? you might. No, you might beat the Pistons or you might beat the Lakers. You don't know. And then you oh, make no, I mean, you make that trade, and then maybe Brent Barry's still married. Oh yeah, that's true. no. Brent Barry's not on that team. <laughs> no, I'm saying the Brent Barry thing never happens. Yeah, well, I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's another thing. Yeah. No, I think that people. I don't think Tony Parker gets enough credit because I think we're thinking that you just add Jason Kidd and they're going to win more titles. Which but you're no, mistaken. The fact is that Tony. No, but I think I you're just mistaken. The fact that Tony Parker was younger and like the ages don't match up. There was a point when Tony Parker was the guy carrying the team. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying the Spurs will win more titles. I'm saying Jason Kidd will win more titles than the No, one. I know what they you're get. saying. I just think maybe he would just get the one. I think he'd still only get the one is what I'm saying. Oh no, I think he still would get the I think he'd still get more than one with that San Antonio Spurs team. There's at least more than one. Especially he played at a at a at a accelerated age, so the Spurs would still com- would have been competing. There was some times when you, Tony Parker was the best player, but then there was some other times where he was he was not good. I they, tend to, I tend to agree with Emmanuel. I'm a so I mean I'm a huge Jason Kidd fan, so I think I, I think we're all Jason Kidd fans. And then on top of that, maybe come push come to shove, baby, you trade Jason Kidd. I know like Tony Parker don't. was the Tony Parker was the best spur on the team that lost to the Heat. True. Yeah. Because yeah. Ka- Kawhi Leonard is not the best spur on that team. He's the best spur in the next year. Tony Parker, like, almost won. He won game one. 
Well, this is yeah. too much time on this. This is too much time on the Spurs. I'm boring myself. Wow. Because <laughs> at that point, Tim was kind of you know going Tim was old. End. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was on his end last leg. But yeah, I think yeah. So you know they win five championships. I think Jason Kidd out of the what four that Tony won. I think Jason wins at least two. But look, the magic of the the magic of that team is that they didn't go chasing stars. They didn't go chasing the Jason yeah. kids. They yeah. they grew their team from within, and everybody knew their rule their role, and everybody was humble about it. And that yeah. was the flaw in signing Lamarcus Aldridge. He just never fit in there. Yeah, Lamarcus Aldridge is somebody who always thought he should be the face of a team, which is why he didn't like playing with Dame Lillard. And then all of a sudden, Kawhi Leonard is a lot better than him, and he wanted. Remember, he wanted to get traded the next year. Mm-hmm. Pop said, "I'm not trading you unless I'm getting Kevin Durant." Like that Portland well, team no, could have we, been much better and could have been honestly in a few conference finals. If he he stayed, would have been better off staying with Portland. Yeah, because they had CJ McCollum, they had Dame Lillard. He would have, but he got pissed that they were putting Damian Lillard on portrait on posters. Yeah, which makes no sense because he was turning them down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what happened in San Antonio because the, they started Pop started making the playbook towards more of Kawhi. Well, Kawhi Leonard's a lot better than him, yeah. Yeah, he. That's why he wanted to get traded. Yeah, I don't know what podcast you were listening to, but I know you were probably listening to the same one I was. That like he, Aldridge in Portland, didn't like doing the photo shoots, didn't like doing all the promotional stuff. We and, we yeah. listened to the same Chris Haynes part podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and Lillard and Lillard was more than happy to do all of it. And then I mean, next year was when he's on all the posters. It was before then too, because this is going back to Brandon Roy. <laughs> that was just Danny Alert. That's Brandon Roy too. When he this is when Willard, uh Aldridge first got drafted. It was, it was before then too. You started hearing that. So that's you know, what I <laughs> And then Greg Oden got there too. So that oh, Greg Oden. Too. Yeah, Greg Oden. <laughs> Well, if they didn't have the horrible Odin. luck with with Odin and Roy, they probably don't end up with Lamarcus Aldridge. And uh, no, it's no, they had they had Aldridge. They don't they end up with Damian Lillard. Yeah. They don't end up with Damian Lillard. And the reason well, they got Damian no, Lillard is that they traded Gerald Wallace. Remember? Yeah, they still they still probably would end up with they probably would end up all four of them probably because they ended up trading. Yeah, like you said, they ended up trading Gerald Wallace for the draft, which Billy King again. That idiot Billy King. King. It was, yeah, it was Billy King. King. It was Billy King. Draft it, draft it. I think he was like, it was no good prospects in this draft. Billy King was like, we have to keep uh, Deron Williams, so we're going to need uh, Gerald Wallace because there's no good picks in this draft past three. Yeah. So they traded, they traded their draft pick for Gerald Wallace. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that man. draft pick became Damon Lillard, who's better than anybody they've had since Jason Kidd. He's definitely better than Darren Williams. Yeah, he's a lot better. Easily. Easily. I mean, you could argue the only point guard that's better than him is uh, a healthy uh, Steph Chris Curry. Paul. No, Steph Curry. Now, I think Dar- Damon Lillard is better than Chris Paul. From a statistical point, Chris Paul is the best point guard. No, I think you – well, who would you rather have, Emmanuel, Chris Paul or Damon Lillard? Chris Paul. Uh, John? Dame Lillard. It's Dame Lillard, no, no question. I mean, I love Dame. I do. I just, 
Chris I know Paul you're a big Chris so Paul fan. To the I table. Know. He brings so much to the table. There's it's hard. Still fun. It's hard right. not to pick him. I mean, we're, t- and we're just now talking about, like, just true point guards, not the Hardens, the Luka yeah. Dunkers. No, we're talking yeah. about true point guards. That's why I'm talking about Steph Curry, yeah. Chris Paul, and Dame Lowe. It's It's just, I mean, if it – obviously – a lot of if you're building a perfect point guard, a lot of attributes would probably come from Chris Paul. Just I think I for, for, for some reason in my head, I think of Dame Lillard as like older than he is, or having, no, he's young. The, but he's played, <laughs> having played in the NBA longer, and he was in that yeah. he was in that Beal Anthony Davis draft. Mm-hmm. That, that draft was surprisingly underrated too. The Cavaliers back took, and took Deion Waiters over him. Yeah, which still doesn't make sense. Damian Lillard is only 30 years well, old. I guess it does make sense. Well, see, they, they, drafted, they, they drafted Kyrie the year before. Yeah, well, that's Kyrie the thing is he him. is older than he, – than he's older than Anthony Davis. He's older than Beal. He's older than a lot of the guys in that draft because he was – Well, yeah. He had to play all four years at Weaver State. Yeah. That, was, that was one of the reasons he fell so low because – he went to an unknown school and played all four years. So that's what you're right. That is, you're right. Real. That is a very underrated draft. I mean, you got uh, Harrison yeah. Barnes in that draft. You got Drummond in that draft. Guys like Myers Leonard and uh, Tyler Zeller in that draft who are still in the mm-hmm. league. Evan Fournier is in that draft. And Evan Fournier is a free agent this year. Somebody's going to pay That's him. another guy. Maybe he's. Yeah, the- he's another guy who's going to get paid. He's a shooter. I can I see him on like know. the. I can see the Lakers trying to get him if they have cap. I don't know if they have the cap space. No, they don't. By they the way, that was also space. the second round where you could in that draft you could get Draymond Green and Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. Oh, those imagine, are two very good. Team. Those are two very good players. Imagine you had the fourth foresight to get like uh, Anthony Davis, uh, a Damian Lillard, and get Draymond Green and Chris Middleton. I mean that's a nice that's a nice draft when the 34th, 35th, 34th, 35th, and 39th pick are Jay Crowder, Draymond Green, and Chris Milton. Jay Crowder's a good player. And the 40th yeah, pick is Will Barton. And Will Barton's yeah. a good player. Yeah. Will Barton's a, is, yeah, it's a good draft. So hold on, you really rather have Chris Poole than Damon Lillard? Yeah. For I what reason? Just because Chris Paul brings a lot of intangibles and whatnot to the to a roster team, he just does. So you, he's you rather he, have he, his intangibles and Damon Lillard scoring. Well, Chris Paul is uh, from a uh, uh, a statistical uh, what's the word? The, yeah, they're right. He, statistical. Uh, uh, no, analytical standpoint, Chris Paul is the best point guard in NBA history. From this a, is yeah, the Kevin on this is the Kevin on of its argument. Yeah, John so, yeah. So from that standpoint, what he brings to the table, besides scoring, he you know, defense, assists. So if you're saying uh, that you're if you're saying that you're saying if you're saying that you're saying you'd rather have Chris Paul than any other point guard that played in the history of the NBA. Uh see, it depends on who who you qualify as a point guard. Over Steve Nash and his two MVPs? Over who? 
I think Team I'd rather have Steve. I'd rather, I'd rather have I'd rather have Steve Nash. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'd rather I'd rather have Steve Nash than Chris Paul. I'm the straight up. I'm, I'm straight up joking. Knock. I'd take Chris Paul over Steve yeah. Nash. I think the only knock against against Chris Paul is is his height and his injury thing. Well, and his ability to win in the playoffs. Well, well my logic with Lillard versus Chris Paul is. Chris Paul's great if you have other pieces for him to assist to. Right. If you have, if you have, well, Damian that's Lillard, not necessarily. That's not necessarily true. I, I mean, feel. I feel if you, if you, if I was starting a roster, mm-hmm. my team, and I'm starting a point guard, and I, and if it's just those two options, and I had to choose, I take Chris Paul. But my intention is, if once I start with Chris Paul, I'm not stopping at Chris Paul. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting other pieces that can fit, whereas with Dame, you probably stop at Dame necessarily and try to pit, like, role players around him or whatnot. But with Chris, it's like, that's a starting point with with mm-hmm. the point guard. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to get LeBron. I'm trying to get a Kevin Durant. I'm trying to get, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm trying to get Luka. Uh, you think if get, you have Dame, you're not trying to get LeBron and Kevin Durant? I think I think you get more comfortable with Dame just having Dame because he's going to get Portland, you. I think Portland knows yeah. that they're Portland and they know that like LeBron and Kevin Durant's not coming to Portland. Whereas Chris Paul right. played in Los Angeles and they thought like we could get people with Chris Paul. Right, and obviously, I mean, obviously, it knows the, the situations that we in with Portland and. And LA, but I'm saying like just from a general, if you know, play if Chris Paul was playing, and you know, and Damian Lillard was both playing in Oklahoma City or something, or San Antonio or or Dallas, and this is how you do. I think most GMs and most front office players, if you choose them between the two, you start kind of building a team around Chris Paul, not necessarily, but getting other guys. And you probably get more comfortable with a guy like Dane because you know what he can bring to the table, whereas, you know, with the scoring and whatnot. And you kind of get more comfortable with having Damian Lillard, whereas Chris Paul kind of puts a certain uncomfortable, kind of unease to, like, front office that, that Dame maybe not have. At least start, at least the start point. Now Damian – now Dane is kind of follow suit. And obviously, if Chris Paul wasn't on the table, I would gladly take Damian Little would be my second option. No doubt about it. Do you think that the Clippers got comfortable with Chris Paul and that's why they never Absolutely. won? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think well, especially that, that, with Doc, that kind that kind of goes against your point then. Well, no, but that that was the situation. They had they already had Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. And he and Doc was running for office, and he was trying to get a wing player, mm-hmm. but he he kept making mistakes and trading first round picks, not mm-hmm. realizing that the the value is in the draft. Whereas Neil O'Shea, who's been in both of these situations, which is funny, he's speaking of these two players. He's been he was the guy who trade who brought Chris Paul to the Clippers, and he's also running Portland now. So mm-hmm. uh, you look at the situation now, it seems like with Portland, it's not necessarily so much as trying to find another guy like a, like a Devin Booker or like a, you know, Chris Middleton guy 
who can be an all-star, you know, far down the line. It's kind of more about fitting pieces, role players kind of that fit towards Dame and CJ. And and now it kind of it kind of feel like even when they brung CJ in, it kind of was still just about can he fit with Dame necessarily more than what CJ brings to the table, if that makes sense. And so now I think they kind of got more comfortable in Portland too with Dame. Yeah. I think they were taken off guard by Aldridge leaving, as we said earlier. I think that they didn't expect Aldridge to leave and they Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And recuperate from Aldridge. But not only that, but that was that was between front offices too. That was before that was essentially I think that was like when Neil first got them. That's when it happened. That's also the year that they lost Nick Batum. They didn't just lose Aldridge, they also yeah. lost Nick Batum that year. Yeah. And so and um and what was it Wes the guy that's on Dallas? Wesley Matthews. Uh, he was yeah, Wesley, Wesley Matthews. Matthews. They matter of fact, they lost their whole team. Well, they lost those guys, and then Jerry Wallace. They that was their whole team, and then they and had see, to that's, that's the point of like I think a lot of GMs have learned from that. That's the point yeah. I keep going back to with Giannis. And if Giannis tells you, "Oh, you're going to be in the mix," but I'm going to talk to everybody, you kind of have to you you kind of have to be ahead of the player leaving. Because if not, you could be in the situation that Portland's in, where they never recovered from. Yeah, that. but but none. No, Portland has recovered from that. They made the yeah, conference yeah. finals. Okay, but okay, okay but like, recovered. if they if they instead had moved Batum and moved Aldridge, that trade that All Star break, and they get even picks for them. They're a yeah, but bit Batum and all, but none of those guys are even as good as a. Uh, no, I know they're not. I know they're not. But that's I'm saying, why. That, yeah, saying, that's instead why that of losing a player for nothing, you have to get something for the player. Yeah, but you're not. Well, training. or what you could do, what you could do is what uh, the Warriors did, where it's like, okay, we're gonna lose you, but we're gonna sign and trade you. Yes. Trade, yeah. yeah and so, like, let's say, let's say they are gonna lose them, then they could just say, okay, we'll sign and trade you to where you want to go, and we'll get something back. Yeah, yeah but, but you're never problem. gonna let you, you're never gonna let that guy. You're the, never gonna trade a player as good as Giannis. Yeah. But the problem is too, though, if you want to go to like the Knicks, they don't have anything except draft picks, really, and they they kind of, kind of sort of don't have that. And then besides that, like who who do you want on the Knicks? And in yeah, trade for well, and seeing that's the problem with the signing trade, is the player goes and finds their finds their team they want to sign with, and then you're forced to trade with that team. Is what? Yeah, Manuel but we is. just. We just said that Chris Paul did that with the Clippers, and remember, Chris Bosh and LeBron did that with the Heat. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it, but that's what I'm saying is it forces the team to take whatever they're giving. Well, instead, I, I, where I, if you where what I'm saying is, is if you trade early, if you trade if if by next year mid season he's still not saying, "Hey, I'm taking the extension." He's saying, "I'm leaving," uh, or. I'll, you'll be in the mix, but I'm talking to other teams. You you have the option of not, even if you don't take it, you have the option to go call other teams and say, "Hey, what are you willing to give for this player?" Was Lamarcus Aldridge the last free agent that just signed with a team, like major uh, free agent? I, I just thought Le, about no, that. No, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron signed with the Lakers. No, he was oh, traded yeah. to the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He no, was. he was. Was he? Was he? Yeah. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. I believe he was. No, go look that up. He just signed. We didn't trade him. I believe it was one of those sign and trade deals where he where they 
he's he left, but it ended up being the Cavs signed him and traded him for something. No, and yeah, I think it was because that was they were trying to get rid of Cavs. Folks, it might be. no. We trade we traded them Jordan Clarkson to free up the class space. Remember, we traded them Jordan Clarkson and what's the guy, the the son of the guy, the the Duncan dude. Oh, Nance, Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance Jr. But what but, but what Emmanuel is saying is is nowadays you don't have major free agents. Yeah. Sign. Okay. So they was, sign with yeah. teams and then are traded. Yeah. Was Kyrie Irving was Kyrie Irving traded or did Kyrie Irving just sign? Oh, I guess yeah. I guess Kevin Durant and uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, Kevin no, Durant Kevin was Kyrie. traded, but Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie, Kevin Kyrie. Durant was Kyrie. traded. Yeah. So Kyrie is the last guy. I can't forget. I forgot about that. Yeah. So Kyrie and LeBron. Okay. And the reason but, that but the reason that we're seeing that is because of the supermax, yeah. not just the max, but the supermax. Where you're right, Giannis, if he signs with the Knicks. He he would want to take the supermax from the Bucks and bring that with him. Yeah. So, so he would go to the team and say, "Hey, I can only sign for this much from the Knicks, but you can give me the supermax and give me that fifth year, and then trade me for picks or for play young players, players or a combination or whatever you want." And the Knicks is going to do it because they want Giannis. So, and the Bucks are going to do it because they're going to lose him anyway. They might as well get something for him. Right. So I mean, I, I still don't see Giannis leaving. I just don't see it. I don't see. I don't see a world where he leaves unless something drastic happens between now and free agency. Something. Well, drastic even if happens. he, even if he leaves, they're gonna. They're not gonna like. They'll do a sign and trade. I don't yeah. see him leaving, but let's say he leaves, they'll do a sign and trade, and maybe oh, yeah. that's why. Maybe that's why the Warriors will hold on to Wiggins. Like, okay. He's gonna leave. We'll sign and trade Wiggins and whatever. I don't know. Let's say they win the. Let's say they get up. Uh, who was the guy you were talking about? Uh, from Memphis. What's his name? Wins. Yeah, John. You were talking. Uh, yeah. Uh, James. James. James Winston. James Winston. Oh, James. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, let's so say you, like the. Well, yeah. Let's that, say the Warriors somehow get that. Like maybe they could do that. Well, yeah. Well, that's talk, that. well. That's what you hear talked about, and that's what what Emmanuel doesn't believe is going to happen. But if they get the first round first overall pick, they're going to put that with Wiggins and possibly Clay, and they're going to call up the Bucks and say, "Hey, I doubt they call. I doubt they trade Clay. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think they're trading Clay. I think Wiggins is enough to get it done. Yeah, well, yeah, think, well, well, look. Yeah. The, the rumors have been that they're willing to throw in Clay if it means bringing back Giannis. Well, that would make sense, but. Right. I don't see them doing that though. So you don't see. So I'm saying, man, I see them giving up play because they they've already done this. We've already seen this movie. They got Kevin Durant, right? But I'm saying, if you call if you call up the Bucks and the Bucks and you're and you're on the other end and you're the Bucks and you and Giannis hasn't hasn't told you he's taking that. He's told you that he's not taking the extension, and he's told you you're going to be one of the teams that gets a meeting, and you're going to lose them in a year possibly. Okay, and then so and then you're, and then you're and then you're having to take back whatever junk the Knicks right. throw at you, right? Or you're or you get back Clay and Wiggins and like the first round first overall pick. But Golden, State, but Golden State not giving up Clay if they know that Giannis is leaving. They might. They not. You're not doing that trade. We talked about this on the first episode. We have yeah. a friendly wager. If you, we have unless, a friendly wager. Yes, we do. 
unless they absolutely get Giannis. If if you saying Giannis going to New York, then they know that Giannis is leaving Milwaukee, so they wouldn't make that trade with Milwaukee for Giannis. They would just like okay, but it, is, is Giannis and Curry enough to win the title? No, you would need no. Clay Thompson. Because right. Curry and, and Kevin Durant do. wasn't enough to win a title. You needed Klay Thompson. Right. And they and they and, know that because they've they've done this before. They've done this multiple times with it. Klay Thompson. And you gotta remember. You talked You about. gotta remember, like when they had Durant, they had Curry and Thompson and Green and Iguodala. If you trade Klay Thompson, you got an old Pat, you've got an old Green, you've got an often injury Curry. And you got Giannis. That's not enough to win a title. You would need Clay Thompson, especially in the West, of all places. Especially, so I'm agreeing with Emmanuel. You're not going to trade Clay Thompson because, like, you're not going to win a title that way. Yeah. If if the goal is to win a title, then you get Giannis and you keep everybody. If you if you have to, you probably trade Green instead of Clay. Yeah, but no one's taking Green in that contract. No one's taking. Well, John, do you think do you think Giannis and Curry are enough to win the title? You would need Clay. To it depends. I mean, it depends if we're in the era of the big two instead of the era of the big three. Curry but, and and Giannis is a pretty damn good big two. Yeah, but, but that's that, still not enough. But that that further proves the point that you need Clay Thompson because you don't want to be just another big two. The whole point is to win, so you would need a three. <laughs> So you would need another guy to, even if it's somebody like Chris Middleton or like somebody who is a lesser but all-star player. And Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr looks really happy with Wiggins. He's like, he's not an MVP, but he fits with this. Wiggins fits so much better with that team than D'Angelo Russell did. That's what what I'm saying, yeah, from the beginning. That is not a knock on D'Angelo Russell. Like, that's not me knocking D'Angelo Russell. Just he did not fit with Curry and Green and Clay because he does this. He does the same thing that Curry and um, Green and Clay does. You needed someone different. That's right. what we like. The first time I saw Wiggins play against the Lakers in the uh, Warriors uniform, I was shocked that he was essentially the same height as LeBron, just not muscle wise. Oh, <laughs> well, that was one of the things. He's about a, him. Yeah, he's a big boy. He just needs to put on muscle. Yeah, he's pretty big. All right, well, we're going to have to call it a podcast because i got to go take the little one for a walk. Yeah, that makes sense. Man. We've been on for a while. Yeah, we've been on He's got to walk his baby. Got to gotta walk, walk, take a bridge, man. Kids don't learn how to walk on their own. Yeah. She, she can he walk, just, uh, He just, uh, you know what I'm saying, put something around um, the floor in the living room. No, I know that. No, he's taking her. He's taking him outside, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm taking. I'm taking her a walk around the neighborhood. Get, get her, get the energy out before bedtime. Dang, dang keys in front of her for like five minutes. <laughs> Emmanuel Gibson, father of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not a good person. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <sighs> And then we're all gonna have to root for the Nets tonight. I am rooting for the Nets. I am, I'm gonna be rooting for the Nets too. I want to see. I want to see the Phoenix Suns get in. It would suck oh, if they wow. went eight and zero and just have to go home. Yeah, but Dame Lillard does make for a better opponent for the Lakers. So either way, yeah, yeah, he might he he might beat the Lakers. 
I'm not going that far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not going that far. <laughs>